Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of The Pig Edge, Chagas's pig podcast with me, Amy Quinn, where we are bringing you the latest news, information and advice to keep Irish pig farmers up to date. In our first episode of the new year, we are looking at the year ahead and consider how best to plan for the current financial situation and legislative changes being implemented this year. Pig advisor Louise Clark joins us to discuss these issues and more and give us her practical advice. Louise, in last month's episode, we talked to Michael McKeown, who reviewed 2021 and let us know what we could expect from 2022. Could you start off by giving us a quick recap on the forecasted situation for 2022? In short, the forecast for 2022 is dominated by high feed costs. So as your listeners are well aware, at the moment, we're in the midst of an unprecedented situation in terms of raw material prices. And unfortunately, this is not expected to change dramatically until well into the second or even third quarter of the year. Now, the latter half of the year, however, is looking a lot brighter with pig price rising through 2022. So hopefully this coupled with a slip in the feed ingredient price as we get into the second half of the year will leave the profit margin for the last quarter very good but the very difficult first quarter will really pull down the overall average for 2022. Okay, so things are looking better at the end of the year, but essentially a tough first half of the year in store, financially speaking. Exactly. Which, of course, that will bring its own challenges. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And on top of the list, I suppose, for many people is fee credit. So as the difficult financial situation at present is arising out of high fee costs, producers will, of course, be very mindful of their fee credit situation. Um, So many producers have worked very hard to reduce credit terms over the last two years. And maintaining these terms will remain a challenge as long as we're dealing with high feed prices. And I suppose the effect of high ingredients will only really be felt in cash flows in in March, April time. And this loss will either have to be covered by bank finance or by their own reserves. Um, So just to give you an example, for an average 600 sow unit, um, this will be anywhere between 150 and 170,000 euro. Um, So if you haven't got the reserves to cover this, then it's very important that you speak to to your bank um, as early as possible. Louise, you've been keeping the Chagas monthly monitor of feed and pig prices. What is the reason for compiling this information? Yes, so this contains the average pig price and the pig feed price for the previous 12 months. And it's based on the monthly survey of pig producers. So basically, the figures are compiled from 20 farms um, that are buying feed throughout Ireland. So these figures have been compiled on a monthly basis for more than 20 years. So they're a great way to look at margin over feed over time. Um, And I suppose if any of your listeners are looking at these or looking for these figures, um, they can find them on the Chagas Pig website. If we were to look at these figures now and have a look back over the last 12 months, you can see that the composite feed price has increased by 28% from December 2020. Um, But it is important to note, however, that the purchased feed price is rising more slowly than the feed ingredient cost because of the two or three or even more months feed credit terms that are out there at the moment. Louise, you mentioned feed credit. What is your advice to producers on this? Yeah, so over the last 
two years, the industry has enjoyed a profitable situation. Um, and as a result, fee credit has come back in by four to five weeks. Um, so while this might not seem like much for the average size unit, it equates to anywhere between 160 and 170,000 euro, which is a significant improvement. Um, so like I said earlier, mills are reluctant to let the free credit situation slip out again. So if people are in trouble um, and if they do not feel like they have the reserves in their bank accounts, then really the advice is to talk to your bank immediately as this will take a number of weeks to sort the finance. Um, and just to highlight at the moment, the SBCI funding is available and this is looking like a very good option for pig producers. If we leave the financial situation aside for the minute, there are also some important changes being introduced this year affecting farms that producers, I suppose, are all too aware of. Can we just review them briefly, Louise? Yes. So as you said, the financial situation in the earlier half of the year will definitely be the priority for producers. Um, But it is important not to lose sight of a number of key changes at farm level that we're going to be facing in 2022. So for starters, we have the changes in the antibiotic use, which came into effect this month. And then next, we have the ban on zinc oxide coming into effect across Europe from June of this year. So aside from the challenges that the difficult financial situation will bring earlier in the year, um, there are a number of key changes to fundamental practices on farm that we must be prepared for. Okay, so if we firstly look at the veterinary medicines regulations that are changing, um, and we've mentioned this on previous episodes, but what practical advice can you give us for producers on this, Louise? Yeah, so I suppose the first protocol would be to start working with your vet and to establish what diseases are circulating on the unit at present and to do this through all sections of the farm. Um, So you can establish this by doing blood testing pigs or by doing the saliva test, uh, rope test sampling. So once you have this information, then go back to your herd health plan and review your vaccination program. Um, And remember that prevention is better than cure. So you should ask yourself maybe some of the following questions like, are you vaccinating for the diseases present and circulating on your unit? And if you're doing this, is the vaccination program effectively controlling these diseases? Um, Then if you were to look at your gills, so are your immature gills sufficiently protected by the current vaccination protocol? Or is there there an immunity gap on the unit? Um, After this, then you can look at your internal and your external biosecurity. So are we putting our animals at risks with certain practices that we're carrying out on farm? Um, Look at things like your hygiene. So what is your hygiene plan and how effective is it? Um, If you operate an all-in, all-out system, ask yourself, is that really an all-in, all-out system? Um, Then you could look at things like your hospital accommodation. So what is your accommodation like? Is it up to standards? And have you established like protocols for dealing with sick animals on the farm? Like, do you let recovered animals come back into the system or are they streamed separately? Um, And are you handling sick animals correctly? And then lastly, maybe just look at euthanasia as well. So to make sure that you and your staff are up to date on this protocol and that you're competent in carrying this out. Okay, so there's a lot that can be done there, but essentially like a very intensive review on the farm to see what what can be approved upon. 
Yeah. There are a number of tools available to producers. Can you remind us and let us know how they can assist farmers with these changes? Yeah, so as you've mentioned, there's a few of them out there. So the likes of the Animal Health Ireland Biocheck, um, the Animal Health Ireland Pig Health Check, things like battery data. Um, and then just a reminder that we need to update the department um, antimicrobial usage databases quarterly as well. Um, in addition to that, then we have podcasts that were recorded back in November of 2021 from Animal Health Ireland and the department as well on these topics. So they're quite useful um, for producers and all these together make you ensure that you're aware of the topic and that you're kept up to date on them. If we now just look at the upcoming ban on zinc oxide coming in in June, what should farmers be doing now uh, to be in the best position come June? So as we know, zinc oxide is added to the starter diets. So this is where we need to start. Um, We need to look at our wiener animals and we need to ask ourselves, can we improve the quality and the weights of the pigs that we weaned? So one of the first places we could look at is sow nutrition. Um, so here we can check the intakes in the farrowing house and um, we need to make sure that we're hitting 110 megajoules um, per day by day 10. Um, we could also check the spec of our lactation diet, make sure it's up to date and also check the body condition score of the sows. After this, then we can look at increasing the intakes of pigs pre-weaning. Um, so one of the things here we might need to look at is supplementary milk. And this is a topic that was covered back in our virtual pig week in October. Um, So if any of your listeners want to revisit these clips, there's some really good, useful points um, in them in relation to supplementary milk. Then in addition to that, try to improve um, on creep feeding in the farrowing house to increase intakes later on. Long term, we mean that we may need to look at a shift in our fundamental practices. Um, so things like increasing the weaning age. So if weaning age is an issue, should you reduce your herd number to allow the herd to wean an older pig? Or do you need to increase the number of firing places that you have on farm? Um, so in Ireland, we know that the weaning age ranges from 24 days right up to 34 days. Um, And we also know that weaning age is one of the biggest influences on weaning weight. Um, And this is backed up by research as well, which has found that units weaning at a younger age often use more antibiotics between birth and slaughter. Um, And it was also concluded that um, weaning at a higher age, the animal is more resilient uh, and therefore less susceptible to pathogens resulting in a reduced need for antibiotics. And in countries like Scandinavia, the weaning age is typically higher, and these countries are more modest users of, of antibiotics within Europe. Um, and then research from our own facility here, carried out by Dr. Pader Lawler on post-weaning gut microflora, found more undigested feed in the less developed gut of the younger pig and a higher E. coli count in three weeks compared to four weeks wean pigs. So this is obviously significant for both antibiotics and zinc oxide usage. Um, If we're going back to on-farm and what we can do, if you have not tried to remove zinc oxide from your diet, it may be time to start now as soon as possible, as really we only have a few batches left to run through the system before these changes come into place. 
Um, so I suppose one of the first things you can do is establish a weaning weight of your pigs. So to do this, average a couple of litters to get a benchmark. And then from there, um, try to start the trials with animals that have a weaning weight above seven kilos and then move on to the smaller ones. So in many cases, pigs that are above seven kilos do not suffer without zinc oxide, but below that weight, you need to follow pigs more closely. Um, so it is worth to try a few batches. So try four or five batches in a row because um, not all batches are the same. And it's good to see how consistent we are in a response over time. Okay, so there's lots that can be done there, but essentially the stronger the pig wean, the better. Um, yeah. And it's also going to be quite farm specific. So not all farms are going to be the same or have to do the same thing. So exactly, yeah. everyone can suppose needs to do their own batches and a few of them going through really. Yeah. We also have a webinar coming up on January 25th on the practical considerations for the removal of zinc oxide. Could you tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, so as mentioned, we have an online webinar at 1pm on Tuesday, the 25th of January. So we would encourage all producers and staff to tune in. Um, it is a lunchtime event, so to encourage as many people as possible for it. So the webinar will focus on practical steps and considerations for producers in advance of the ban. Um, therefore, it's obviously very valuable for all to tune in and to be able to take the messages from it. So on the webinar, we'll discuss all the results of the SINCO project with our head of department, Edgar Garcia. And then we'll also hear about producers' experience thus far in removing zinc from the wiener diets. We'll also be joined by Dr. Fran Sest, Moist Manager Research and Development with Shuthorst Feed Research. Um, so we hope to have an engaging discussion here and there will be time available at the end of the webinar for a Q&A session. So all listeners will be able to um, hopefully have our answers around the zinc oxide ban um, answered on the webinar. So to register for this, you can register online and then there'll also be a link sent out by text or email to all producers over the coming days um, in order for you to be able to register for the webinar. Louise, we've established so that 2022 is set to bring a number of key changes uh, and that the industry will be in a loss making situation for the first few months. So what can we do to improve this situation maybe without costing money? Yeah, so 2022 will definitely be a challenging year for producers, um, but there is steps that can be taken to improve the situation without having a major effect on finances. Um, so some of these include things like establishing what diseases are circulating on the unit and um, maximizing your guilt immunity through vaccination and um, things like making sure your guilts are the right size and the right age at service. And um, then things like maximizing your lactating feed intake and um, making sure that your sows are getting as much as they can from the diet. Um, then increasing weaning age by leveling the peaks and the troughs of sows coming into the farrow, farrowing house. Um, and then lastly, get piglets off to a good start. So things like good hygiene, um, feeding little and often, and then being able to identify and treat sick animals quickly to avoid them going to the hospital pen. So I suppose really, in summary, it's all about attention to detail and doing the basics really, really well. To finish up, we'll change topic just a bit. Um, so on last month's episode, Michael mentioned there is some good news on the pig slurry side of things. Would you be able to give us just a little bit more detail on that, Louise? 
Yeah, so because fertilizer price has gone up, um, the value of pig slurry is now double of what it normally would be. So to put that into context, a thousand gallons is worth 48 euro, where it would normally be worth 24 euro. Um, so I suppose there is an opportunity for farmers who were footing the cost of transporting Surrey out to their clients to do something on the transport costs. And some producers are even in the position to sell it. Um, so just for farmers, I think it's very important that anyone who wants to use pig slurry makes every effort to get the volumes that they may take calculated by either their advisor or their consultant early in the year to ensure that they can get the best value out of the pig slurry. Um, and then just on top of that, the Chagas Pig Department have also produced materials to promote the use of pig slurry for other sections. So there is infographs available highlighting the financial value of pig slurry. And there's also farm demo videos that are available online um, for producers to use. Thanks a million, Louise, for joining us. Lots of information and advice there to get us through the, the months ahead. No problem. Thank you. That's it for this episode of The Pig Edge. And many thanks to Louise for joining me on the show. Don't forget to listen and follow on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode. And for more information from the Pig Development Department, go to chagas.ie forward slash pigs and follow us on Twitter at at Chagas Pigs. I'm Amy Quinn. Thanks for listening.